It was the beginning of a new year. I was just getting back from Christmas and New Year's holiday, and I had to return back to school on January the 5th. I was really excited, actually, to go back to school, since I haven't seen my friends since before the holidays. I went back to school and was in my first period class when the teacher had an announcement to make. She wanted us to say hi to a new student that was transferred from Oklahoma. His name was Curtis. My friends right away kind of giggled at him and laughed since he was kind of funny looking. He was a short kid with a hoodie and his hair was all over the place like he had just woken up and didn't look friendly at all. I like your hair! One of my friends yelled out and everyone in the classroom started laughing. Be respectful, students. This is his first day with us. Let us help him have a good experience today. My friends right away rolled their eyes like we are not going to talk to this kid. He sat in the back corner, and while I have to agree, this kid was rather weird looking. He would even stare off into space like he wasn't even in the classroom with us. One of my friends, Derek, started throwing spitballs at his backpack. Once one of the spitballs hit his hair, Curtis turned his head to look at Derek without any expression at all, as if he was staring right through Derek without a smile nor any expression at all of anger. What a freak. Maybe he should go back to Oklahoma. Curtis never turned his head back forward and just stared right at Derek for the longest time. It started to get really creepy. Curtis then got all the spitballs that Derek threw at him and put them inside his backpack for some weird reason. Later on, it was lunchtime, and me and my friends were just bothered and disturbed by Curtis. I told him that maybe we should just ignore him and let him be weird on his own. But it wasn't until Curtis came to our table which was the biggest mistake he could have ever done. This made Derek furious. What do you want, freak? Curtis pulled out all the spitballs from his backpack that Derek had thrown and threw it at him. This made Derek furious and he shoved Curtis as he hit the ground. Everyone in the cafeteria got out their cell phones and started recording. I immediately blocked Derek away from Curtis and helped Curtis up. I told Derek to leave him alone so he wouldn't get suspended again. Derek was pissed and Curtis as usual had no expression. Just a cold stare. This isn't over you freak. Derek walked off and I was stuck with Curtis helping him up. Look, I, I know you're new here, but you just keep away from Derek. He might be a bully and all, but just ignore him. He won't let this go, apparently. He didn't say anything. He just sat down and continued eating his plate of food. I'm sure everyone thought I was a freak as well just for talking to him. But I know what my friend is capable of. I know he won't let this go, and he will find a way to make Curtis suffer. This made me really concerned. So much for a first day back at school. Later that night, I was finally at home and was able to relax from a very hectic day. Just then, I got a text message from Derek. I am going to kick his ass tomorrow in front of everyone at school. I didn't text him back because I knew he wouldn't listen to what I had to say, so I just put my phone by the bed. As I was about to go to sleep, I heard one of the chairs move from outside. It was a noise I recognized whenever I moved the chairs from the deck. My parents weren't going to be home till real late, so I knew it wasn't them, so I decided to take a look since maybe Rex, the family dog, might have been outside and wanted to come in. I opened the door and couldn't see a thing. Then, out of nowhere, I heard someone whispering my name. Hey, David. I turned around and it was Curtis, standing right beside the porch, holding what appeared to be a gun. I stood still and didn't know what to do or say. Curtis. What are you doing here? P please don't do anything stupid. I, I just stopped to say hi. 
I don't think this is the right time and way to say hi, Curtis. I think you better leave before I call the cops. Curtis smiled and laughed at me. This kid was mental in the head. But don't worry, David. This gun isn't for you. It's for me. Curtis then pointed the gun at his forehead. I want you to convince me not to kill myself. Curtis, please don't do this. You have a lot to live for. Maybe, if I kill myself, maybe, just maybe, I might get a little respect. Look, Curtis, you shouldn't care what other people think. You're almost out of high school, and you won't have to worry about the high school drama anymore. In reality, it's stupid, and to know that me and you... No, it's not worth fighting about, or wanting to kill yourself over. Please, as far as my friend Derek, don't worry about him. I'll talk to him tomorrow, and he will stop bothering you. May I suggest just not coming to school tomorrow and taking the day off so that way I can talk to him? And maybe he'll forget about wanting to look for you tomorrow? Just please, Curtis, don't kill yourself. Curtis takes the gun away from his forehead. Thank you, David. I'll see you around. Curtis walked off. This was seriously the strangest and most disturbing thing that has ever happened to me. Despite feeling this way, I really did feel sorry for him. I made a promise to myself tomorrow that I would speak with the counselor about this, and maybe Curtis can get the help he needs because this was just beyond crazy. The next morning, I woke up and was already dressed to go to school when I got a text message. It was Curtis. I seriously don't know how he knew where I lived and where he got my number from, but it looks like he sent me a picture message. I opened the message and the photo was loading. I seriously didn't have a good feeling about this and was worried what he had sent. It was a picture of him holding his gun to his mouth. In the text it said, I decided to skip school and kill myself instead. I'll be at the Cypress Hill Park up on the hill if the cops want to find me. I had to stop Curtis from killing himself. I knew that if I didn't try and stop him, the idea that I could and didn't would kill me for the rest of my life. I quickly ran out of the house and got into my car and sped my way to Cypress Hill Park. Once I arrived, there was nobody in sight. I looked at the picture he had sent. In the background, there were some trees. I assumed he was more in the woods area of the park since I doubt he would try and kill himself in the open. I ran into the woods and yelled out his name. He was nowhere. I couldn't find him. I called him to his cell phone and it would go straight to voicemail. I was on top of the hill and that's when I saw something. A body lying on the ground. I ran to it and to my surprise, it was Derek. He was lying on his stomach and I turned his body over and it looked like he had been stabbed multiple times in his chest. I wanted to throw up so bad from the shock. I couldn't believe my best friend's dead body was right in front of me and I couldn't do anything to save him. I noticed there was a piece of paper that Derek was holding in his right hand. I got it and opened it. Before I could read it, my phone let out a loud amber alert noise. I grabbed my phone and my heart sank once I saw what it said. Cypress Hill High School Lockdown, active shooter on campus. I got my phone and dialed 911. I knew this was Curtis. He had tricked me all along. He got his revenge on my friend Derek, and had a much bigger plan than I could have suspected. I opened the letter and it read, Thank you for being nice to me on my first day of school. P.S. Don't come in today. 
The 911 operator answered. 911, what's your emergency? But I couldn't say a word. I wasn't told to spare of everything. All I heard were the repeated sounds of the operator's voice calling me. <laughs>